Good day, my friends. Welcome back to my show. I'm going to start out by saying I am so pleased to announce that I am now once again negative for COVID-19. And to be honest with you, I am both surprised and really so thankful that I survived COVID because honestly, I didn't think I would if I got it. And I'm just really glad that I did survive. I want to thank everyone for your kind messages about my COVID and also about the death of my cat, Pooh. I have a lot of emails and messages to catch up on, and I will get back to every one of you. I'm just really overwhelmed with a bunch of stuff to catch up on right now. I'll do my best. I will get back to you. I have to tell you, the last 30 days... Well, no, actually longer than 30 days, probably like 45 days now, were just very, very difficult for me. And I am so glad to have it all behind me. Now, before we get to the story that I have been promising you for so long that I'm going to tell, I just have two requests of you. Now, I've been trying to do just really quick intros and then right into the content and I will be doing that in future shows. It's just that I have two very important things. The first is, it is now July 1st of 2022. And if you are a fan of the show, if you like the show, if you listen periodically or you listen to every show and you're a subscriber, I love all of you. And if you want to support the show without spending even one dime of your money, the way to do that is to vote for me for the podcast awards. Now, this happens every year. If you're a regular listener, you know that. I currently have gotten five nomination trophies. I have not won, and I expect I'm not actually ever going to win because of some of the content on my show. But I would love to collect my nomination trophies. They mean so much to me. I've got a display of them, and I just want to fill it all up in the next few years. So if you wouldn't mind taking a moment to vote for me for the podcast awards, I would truly appreciate it. And of course, I just don't have you vote and say thanks a lot and that's it. Once we are into the beginning of August, from that point until the beginning of September is what I refer to as my sweeps period, because that is when all of the judges that vote the finalists into the winners, that's when they will be listening. So I put out some very special episodes during that time as a thank you also to you for voting for me. Now, I'm putting together some of those show ideas again because I just didn't get to anything while I was sick, but I will try to give you some really good shows the month of August. I left the instructions of how to do so down in the show notes, so you can just follow that. It's pretty easy. Only takes a couple minutes. And if you wouldn't terribly mind, maybe even stopping the show right now and go and vote. It only takes a couple minutes, and I would love you for it. Secondly, do you remember that I had a show called Joey After Dark, right? I had the podcast and a YouTube channel. 
And that did not really go anywhere. I only got a couple hundred people that subscribed and not a lot of listens per episode. So I just decided it was better that I end that show. And you may recall that I took all these stories that were sexy or erotic or dirty and I took them off of an older gay guy show and I moved them over to Joey After Dark. Well, when I decided to get rid of Joey After Dark, I had forgotten that I deleted all the episodes off of my old computer because I didn't have a lot of memory in there. So I just deleted those. And then I also went to Internet Archive where my show is stored and deleted that. I also went into GarageBand where I record the show here and I deleted it there. And so what I have ended up with is I deleted all those stories completely and I do not have any copies. I would like to begin to put them back onto an older gay guy show because again, screw it, I'm not going to win a podcast award. So fuck it, I'm just gonna put the stories back into an older gay guy show and future stories will be there too. But if you were a listener to Joey After Dark and you downloaded any of the stories, any of those episodes at all in MP3 format, Maybe you even downloaded them off of an older gay guy show before when they were on and have them that way. I would love you to send them back to me so that I can put them back on the air. Now you can send any to an older gay guy show at gmail.com. I can download that and then I'll have it on my computer and then I can put them back out. I was really stupid to do it the way I did. So if you can give me back any, I would appreciate it. So, okay, in today's episode, I wanted to tell you a story time. Now, I often like my story times to not only maybe have a fun or funny story to make you smile, but I also like it to have a moral of the story. Now, granted, the majority of the time, the moral of the story is... Joey is a stupid ass and what he just described in this story, I will never do. Well, see, then the story has a purpose. (laughs) This story is from my high school days. I hope you do enjoy it. Uh, Let's get started. This show is a proud member of the Pride 48 Podcasting Network. Check out more great shows at pride48.com. So I developed normally, I think, and by age 16 and 17, I had hair where you're supposed to have hair in my crotch, under my arms, my legs, on my arms. Hair was growing. I think it was normal. And I really didn't give it too much thought. I had already started lifting weights in my basement. So when I took showers in the gym in school... I looked normal, I think. If anything, a little well-built. The right amount of hair for the age that I had. Now, I lost my virginity to guys at age 11 and to girls at age 16. So this was maybe a year or so after I lost my virginity to a girl. My girlfriend that I had through most of high school didn't really 
fit with me. I dated her from my freshman year through the end of my junior year and a little bit into my senior year. But she was a year ahead of me. She was extremely intelligent. She got a full scholarship to go to Boston University. And I know that she kind of thought of me as kind of a bit dumb, I guess. And part of that was my own fault because I really liked making people laugh. It was one of my favorite things to do, especially when I have a drink or so. And so what I would do is I would purposefully play dumb to set up like a joke. And then I'd say the joke and people would laugh or whatever. But she thought I seriously didn't know whatever the subject of the joke was. But I did. I was just playing dumb to hit the line at the end and make people laugh. But so, so we didn't really get along very well. But one of the things that we did do is we constantly went to high school parties. Pretty much every weekend, we were going to high school parties until she moved to Boston University. And then we slowly fell off from, from dating at all. And at these parties that we went to, one of her best friends, who I really never got along with, she kind of had her nose in the air. She, she thought she was super special and she had a steady boyfriend. And she always kind of, well, probably because she talked so much to my girlfriend, probably thought I was, you know, the dull bulb on the Christmas tree. And so uh, we never got along. But when I saw her downtown of my, my town I grew up in, Wakefield, Massachusetts, when I was downtown, I ran into her, just her and me, and she said to me, hey, I know you go to the drive-in a lot. What do you say me and some of the friends will come with us? I'd like to go to a drive-in. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I go like every other week to the drive-in. Yeah, this would be great. For those of you that might be too young to know, drive-ins used to be everywhere. We had them scattered all over the Boston area, which is a big screen, and you drive in, and you park your car, and you watch the movie on the big screen from your car. They've started to come back a little bit. Um, Paco and I go to this one that's about an hour and a half or so away from us. We go there at least once a season. So at the time, my girlfriend and I were on the outs. Um, she was mad about something. She was always mad about something. And so um, we weren't doing anything on the weekends. So I asked this girl, hey, would you like to go out this weekend, this, this Saturday night? We'll get some of the gang together and we'll go out. You know, I'll drive because I had a uh, convertible car. So I really wanted to impress this girl. I didn't expect it was going to go anywhere because I wasn't having super sexual feelings towards any girls at that time. I was definitely getting more into guys, but it was kind of like a trophy kind of thing. I'll, I'll go out with her and I'll feel really good about myself and people will see me with her and she'll think I'm hot shit or whatever. So I wanted to be really ready and really together for this date. So I took my shower, I had my long hair, my David Cassidy Partridge family hair that was feathered back and puka shells. And, uh, you know, it was the 1970s. It was kind of disco kind of clothes. And so I had that. 
and I was almost ready to go, and I realized that I didn't have any deodorant, and it was still warm enough outside, and we were going to have six of us in my car, three in the front seat and three in the back seat. At the time, seats were bench seats. They weren't the bucket seats like they are now. So we were going to have three in the front, three in the back, and I knew it was going to be warm, and I was a bit nervous going out with this girl, so I really wanted deodorant so that I wouldn't smell, but I didn't have any. And I asked my brother, and he didn't have any. And so I'm thinking, shit, I got to do something. Uh, you know, I'm going to sweat. I'm going to smell. What do I do? So I'm looking through the different things in the medicine cabinet in the bathroom, and I find an aerosol bottle of foot spray. And I read the instructions, and it said it was for jock itch, and you spray it, you know, on your junk and on your butthole or whatever, and it dries it out and clears it up. So I'm thinking, well, it dries it out. That's exactly what I need to do. I need to have my armpits dry. So I raise my arms up, and I spray a big spray under each of my arms. And I was really happy, like, oh, this is going to work out great. So I finished getting ready, and then I'm putzing around a little bit. It wasn't quite time to go. I'm, you know, I was checking myself out in the mirror constantly. I had my, my bell bottoms on and my silk kind of shirt that we had back then and my polka shells and my David Cassidy hair. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> so... I go and pick up my friends, uh, who were some of the people that would be also in the car. And as I was picking them up, I was starting to kind of get a little tingling under my arms. But I didn't think anything about it. I thought, well, you know, nerves and shit, you know. So I picked up this girl. And so it was me and the girl in the middle and then one of my buddies. And then in the back seat was another couple and another friend of ours. So there were six of us, and this girl was sitting directly next to me. I was in the driver's seat. So we get to the movie, and we get parked, and we're drinking because that's what we did. We drink. And so we're drinking. Uh, I remember what it was. It was a thing called Boone's Farm Apple Wine which to this day they make because I guess it was crap. It was cheap. <laughs> it was like the cheapest thing you could get. And we were drinking, you know, Boone's Farm apple wine and getting ready for the movie and it's getting dark. And I'm feeling that tingling a little bit more. Hmm. Well, that's odd. But again, whatever. We're going to watch the movie. So the movie starts... And it's a good movie. I forget what the fuck it was, but I mean, it was it was like a, a scary movie. Uh, it was like a double-billed horror movie. That's what I usually went to. So we're sitting there in my car, and now my underarms start to itch. So I do that yawning thing that guys do so I can reach my right arm around her, put it on her shoulder, kind of against her neck a little bit and my underarm was touching her shoulder when my arm was in that position <laughs> and the itching started to get really bad so I start very discreetly I thought 
kind of sawing my arm back and forth on her so that my underarm is rubbing against her shoulder to kind of scratch it a little bit. And I'm doing that for a few minutes, thinking, oh, this is good. I'm just kind of pulling her closer. She'll never know what's going on. And at one point, she turns to me and says, please tell me you aren't trying to have sex because you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm just, I'm sorry. Was I moving? I didn't realize I was moving. Let me, I'll just sit still. So they're starting to itch, itch, itch. So at one point I say, gee, it, it seems kind of cold in here, isn't it? And so I took my arms and I hugged myself like when you'd say, oh, brr, it's cold. But it was really so I could stuff my hands under my arms and scratch. <laughs> so I'm like, brr, it's cold. It's scratch, 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 scratch. So it wasn't helping. It was getting worse. So after a while, it was towards the end of the first movie. I'm like, um, I, I'm going to go to the snack bar and use the men's room and I'll be back. What do you want? And she wanted like popcorn. So I'm like, okay. So I go to the snack bar and it's before the intermission. So there weren't a lot of people there. There were some. And we, I go through the line and I come up to one of the girls who work in the counter. And I says, could I please have two cups of just ice? I don't want a drink in them. I just want ice. Now, this was in the 70s. This was back before people did this kind of thing. It wouldn't be so unusual for someone to request that at a bar or whatever in today's world. But nobody did that back then. So the girl who was obviously a few years younger than me, like, like, I don't know if I can do that. So she turns to one of the other girls, can I just give him ice? And the girl's like, well, he has to buy something. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, let me, give, me, give me some popcorn too. You know, one of the big things of popcorn and then two cups of ice. So she got all that for me. And I take the two cups of ice and the container of popcorn and I go into the men's room. And this was kind of a run-down men's room. You know, this drive-in had been there probably for 30 years at least. And they didn't do a lot of improvements on it. And so the bathroom was kind of grungy. So I propped the popcorn on one of the sinks, which seemed okay at the time. But now that I'm thinking about it now, it's like, that's disgusting. But anyway, you know, because it was, it was popcorn that was kind of a mound of popcorn, you know, in the container. So I put that down. I pull off my T-shirt and I take these two cups of ice and I stick them under my arms. And I'm holding these cups of ice under my arms. Now, this is when the first movie ends. So people are starting to come out of their cars and go to the snack bar and come in the men's room and take a piss. So I'm standing there with this ice and I'm kind of rubbing the ice under each arm. And as I look at myself in the mirror, I can see that under my arm is like all red, like really red and actually had like little bumps, almost like there were going to be blisters or something. So I'm like rubbing the ice on my underarms 
and people are looking at me like really bizarre. What is this guy doing? And so I was in there for like five, 10 minutes doing this, just trying to get some sort of relief. And so as I'm doing this rubbing of ice, these two really hot guys that were around my age came in they were shirtless and they're standing at the sinks kind of splashing water on themselves because i was saying i was cold so i could scratch under my arms in the car but it was actually kind of hot out so these guys didn't have any shirts on and they're standing next to me in the mirrors in the sink and they're like splashing water on themselves oh fuck, they were hot and i'm standing there with these cups of ice jammed under my arms and rubbing them back and forth and one of the guys sees me in the mirror and says man that looks awful and i'm like i know right <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing here and like what how did that happen and i'm like i think it's because i i sprayed foot spray under my arms and the guy starts laughing and he's like what the fuck did you do that for and so his buddy starts laughing and i'm like yeah whatever so I put on my t-shirt and I go back to the car and I know I am having a major problem going on here. So I say to everybody in the car, I'm sorry, I'm not feeling super good. And the girl said, oh, you didn't get me popcorn. And I thought, oh my God, I left it on the sink in the men's room. <laughs> I'm not going to go back now because people might have touched it. People might have eaten some of it. Who knows what? So I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I, f I forgot the popcorn. So everybody agrees it's okay to leave the drive-in. The second movie wasn't going to be that hot anyway. So I go home and I take a shower and I try to get all the foot spray off. So the next day, I was still scratching like crazy. And I did it to the point where my mother noticed that I was doing this. And she's like, why are you scratching yourself? And I'm like, well, I have a slight rash under my arms and I don't know, it itches, so I scratch it. So my mom said, well, take off your shirt, let me see it. So I pull my shirt off and I raise my arms and she looks at me for like a half a second and then says, a bit of a rash? Oh my God, that's horrible. And she's kind of looking at it closely and now it's got blisters there. And my mom couldn't believe it. And she's like, well, how did it happen? And I'm like, uh, I, I don't know. I guess I put on something, some deodorant that wasn't the right deodorant or I don't know what. So she's like, well, you got to go to the doctor because that's really bad. So she made an appointment for me to go to a dermatologist the next day. So I went to the doctor and I figured the only way I'm going to get it to clear up is to be honest with him. So I told the doctor, yeah, I had this date, really important, didn't have deodorant, I used athlete's foot spray and the doctor just looked at me like he couldn't believe what i was saying and he said those contain ingredients that would be too harsh for the delicate skin under your arms they're meant for your feet which can take more of that kind of thing the skin isn't as delicate on your foot so that's why you can use it on your feet but certainly not under your arms so he prescribed a cream and told me I should use the cream and I got to put some warm compresses under my arms several times a day. Cool. So sure enough, I used the cream, used the compresses, and it cleared up. About 10 months later, I was relaxing in the air conditioning because it was so hot outside. And 
I had my hands clasped behind my head as I was kind of laying back in a chair. And my mother saw me and she says to me, why do you shave under your arms? And I said, I I don't shave under my arms. And she's like, well, you hardly have any hair there. You only have a few hairs there. And I said, yeah, I know that's what hair remained after the incident I had under my arms. And she's like, oh, wow. Well, that rash was really bad and it's cleared up now. So probably your hair will grow back, you know, and you'll look normal. So now close to 50 years later, I still never grew much hair back under my arms at all. And I've kind of always been sensitive about the subject because I love seeing a guy, you know, on a video or something lay back and he's got this beautiful amount of hair under their arms and it looks sexy. And, you know, I don't have that. But I figured, why not tell this story on here and I'll bring my underarm shame out to the world and uh, hopefully... Hopefully, I'll feel a little bit better about it after that. So, my friends, the moral of the story is don't use foot spray under your arms. Now, I know I don't even have to tell you that because every one of you is like, there's no way I would have put foot spray under my arms. You were a stupid idiot to do that. Yes, correct. I was a stupid fool to do it. So, don't use foot spray on your arms and i just have to live with the amount of hair i have when i was bodybuilding and i was shaving my body i was basically shaving all the hair off my body and you'll see a lot of guys that work out or are bodybuilders if you see them on videos online a lot of them don't have hair under their arms they shave that along with most everything else so i also shaved and it wasn't so bad to get that out from under my arms some of my buddies would complain that it's always oh, it's so hard to do and the skin's so sensitive da, 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 and it grows back so fast and i'm just like well it's not a problem for me <laughs> and i guess i have to get over it because now you know it's 50 years later and i probably would have all gray hair under my arms anyway because all my hair is gray or close to white and uh, i have to give it up at this point i'm not going to look like a hot jock guy with this beautiful amount of hair under my arms it's not going to happen so i hope you enjoyed that story i hope you got a little bit of a chuckle out of it i will be back with another show very shortly i want to catch up on some things that I missed. And once again, if you do enjoy stories like I just told you, please follow the directions down in the show notes and go and vote for me in the podcast awards. I would love you for it. Guys, I'll be back in a few days. Thanks so much. It's great to feel good and be back. Bye for now.